Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Is this you? I'm going to ask some questions I want you to answer in your mind or even out loud if you'd like to. Is this you? Do you want to change your life direction? Do you feel you need some support, maybe some some guidance, working through a crisis, maybe something has happened in your life? Do you feel you just don't have peace? This thing called peace, this inner peace. Maybe it's connected to something that happened in your past. Maybe it's connected to something that happened in a past life. She is somebody that helps many heal from many different situations. It's called natural healing. And she's with us today. Juna Wotan joins us on the program. Welcome. How are you? Hi, Steve. I'm great. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm well. I'm good. Now, there's a lot to talk about here, but we'll start by focusing on this thing called past life regression. I guess it's rhetorical, but for better understanding uh, for people, you do believe that uh, we reincarnate. Is that correct? Yes. And uh, um, I've been involved in this work since 1986 before it became mainstream. In fact, I was on the TV show People Are Talking with on a panel with Brian Weiss, the psychiatrist who wrote Many Lives, Many Masters, and many other books before that. But he was on that panel to launch his new book. And so um, I've worked with thousands of people, and uh, many people have had uh, enormous insights and breakthroughs uh, from doing this process. Wow. How do you know or feel that we are reincarnated? We have past lives. Well, um, over the years, um, I, I, I've regressed really thousands of people, and they've always come up with a past life, and they've always been able to relate it to their present in some way. And, the, you know, it's like people ask me, well, how many Napoleons you, have you met or how many Cleopatras? None. Everyone is different and unique, and if I would say, make up a story about your past lives, it wouldn't be the one that they came up with. Um, And uh, In fact, I I just did a workshop last night, and uh, sometimes in workshops there there are themes that run through it, Uh, like a couple of people had uh, lives in which they were lonely, and um, and didn't Mm. feel really comfortable about, um, you know, being by themselves or, you know, having some solitude. So, um, and that's not something you would think about, I I would imagine, uh, if you were just kind of making it up. And um, also, but uh, on a more um, personal level, I had one woman come uh, for a session because she felt, like well, what she said was, I I always pick the the what, the wrong men. Mm. Like what's wrong with them? They they never want to commit to me. And so I said, well, let's have a look at that. And maybe it's not about them. It, maybe it has something to do with you. And so in her past life, what she saw was a lifetime in which she was had a homestead out west and was happily married and had a couple of children and um she was a pioneer woman 
and uh, she was out one day, I don't know, out in the woods picking berries or something like that. And while she was away from from the uh, property, uh, and uh, a pack of Indians raided her um, her ranch, and mm. uh, her family was murdered. And when she came back and she found that, she was devastated. And in fact, you know, because back then they didn't have, you know, uh, psychiatrists and the help that we have for tragedies uh, these days. And so she, and in that moment, she made a decision how um, she never wanted to love again because it just hurt too much to lose that in that life. And so when she got in touch with that, she saw herself in a whole new light. And we worked on, you know, some affirmations and reprogramming of her consciousness that it, that for some reason she needed that life lesson, but she doesn't need that in her present life so that she could move on and find love. Wow. I have to ask, mm-hmm. it's often been said that a lot of the... A lot of the reason why we do what we do, pick the relationships that we do, all of that also goes back to what we dealt with in our childhood. Those you know, traumas. And when I say trauma, it doesn't have to be something major. It could be something you, you believed as a, as a child or something you heard. That being said, versus a past life situation, which do you think navigates us in adult life more? And- I don't know if it's even possible, like a percentage. Okay, you know, past life, yeah. It's usually like 70% and then 30% on the other, those, you know, things that got ingrained before we were age seven. Um, What are your thoughts on all of that? Uh, Well, from a past life perspective, our family situation is the foundation uh, from the, um, let's call it the consequences of other lives. Sure. So... um, and so sometimes, and, and yes, our childhood traumas are very real and need to be dealt with, absolutely. Um, but sometimes the matter can go before that. Um, and for example, because our, everybody in your life is a teacher for you to learn about yourself in some way. And so... Mm. Um, have you ever heard someone say, I never want to be like my father? Sure. Or, or like my mother or whatever. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, say, uh, Dad had an anger issue, and so he was always, uh, everybody had to walk on eggshells because um, you never knew, you never would know when he would get set off and kind of explode. And so what, from a past life perspective, it would be, that in some other lifetime, that pattern uh, was, you know, you acted that way in some way. And so you got to see in your face the consequences of what that kind of behavior does to people. Wow. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, what in your past life, what were you? When was it? What did you learn? Uh, well, growing up, I um, had a natural ability to draw. And in fact, in kindergarten, they called me the little artist. And hmm. uh, I won contests for my drawing in, uh, in grade school and also in high school. 
By, by the way, I don't mean to cut you off, but I want to just jump in and say, that's me. What? I, that was me. I did. Oh. I was in the same situation, same journey, wanted to be a syndicated cartoonist. Um, at 12th grade, and I was I was named class artist. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I feel like you're you're describing me. It's kind of crazy. Oh wow, wow! And, and so people said, "Oh, you're gifted," mm. and I thought, well, "What does that mean? Right. Like, you know, why me? What I mean, you know, what's that about?" And so um, in the early 80s, I had my first regression, um, and I recall the life in which I was a male, and sometimes we're in male bodies, and sometimes we're in female bodies. Um, And I was in Vienna, and I was wealthy, and I had a wife and a couple of kids, and I didn't didn't have to work, and so I spent um, really most of my life studying art. And so what I saw was um, I had, you know, a whole life of of working on developing, you know, uh, drawing skills and a good eye for color and space and form. And so um, it made me see things in a new light. And, in fact, I think it was Beethoven was, I think it was him, who was composing music at two years old. And so what if he had many, many lifetimes and his Beethoven life was his chance to make his big splash in the world. So it's a different way of looking at yourself and also the world and why we're here. Wow. Uh, I, I'm going to ask you this because I've always wondered about it, but I have an affinity for the 1800s. Ah, mm-hmm. Well, might call it like uh, 1870s, you know, right when... There was photography, so you can see real pictures, not just paintings, real pictures. And I could stare at those for hours, looking at the clothing, how they had a little bit of technology, uh, but not so much how life was so simple. Mm -hmm. Um, And just, I'm fascinated by it. I often wonder if I was, if I was from that period in time, because I appreciate it so much. Is, is that a possibility that I was, you know, I had a past life back then? Absolutely. Wow. In fact, in my book, Karmic Healing, Clearing Past Life Blocks to Present-Day Love, Health, and Happiness, um, I give um, exercises for you to tap into your past lives that don't involve an actual, uh, you know, going to a past life therapist and getting regressed. And... Hmm. Um, and that's one of the, the clues that I, I come to believe that, um, that, yes, it's a way to start tuning in. Or you might want to look around your house and you have um, uh, artifacts from other cultures um, or mm. you love cuisine from other countries. Um, things like that can give you some clues, oh, as well as maybe tapping into your dreams. Um, because sometimes that's another way to tap into um, other lives. Wow. <laughs> it seems so reasonable to believe that we were from those periods if we have that affinity or love or like of, of certain things because we're, we're, we're programmed for uh, familiarity, you know? So it's like you, you go back to what you know. When you take somebody through a, a past life 
regression. Juna, how does it work? Uh, well, uh, there's a couple of ways that I can I do that work. And one is uh, a person goes into a very deep state of relaxation. We go through a, a relaxation exercise. And so it's a way to calm the chattering mind, uh, to get in touch with a d- deeper part of yourself. And... Um, and then we do, uh, like we did in the workshop yesterday, um, uh, a guided meditation of um, imagining that you're at a train station and the train station is going to take you to another life. Mm. And when the train stops and the door opens, you step out into uh, your past life. And everybody experiences a past life differently, uh, just as we... Uh, experience our, um, you know, material life. Everybody's different. Uh, we experience the world through our five senses, taste, touch, smell, sight, hearing. And some senses are more developed than others. So, for example, you have, a, you, you know, an art background, and so you have a trained eye. So that you could probably see different shifts and color nuances or have a different uh, sense of like looking through space uh, than other people. You know what I mean? Sure. And, um, and it doesn't make you, a, you know, a good person or a bad person. It just makes your life richer the more you develop yourself. Um, Or like if you are a chef, you have a developed palate so that if you take a sip of soup, you can go, oh, yeah, I can taste the basil and the oregano and salt and pepper. Where as somebody who didn't have a trained palate, they might say, hmm, this is good or hmm, something's off. So we experience our inner world through our psychic senses. And so some people uh, have uh, visual abilities. So if I said to... Uh, everyone listening, um, close your eyes and visualize a carrot. Okay. Uh, can you do that? Can you see one in your mind's eye? Uh, I got my eyes closed and yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Because also you have that art training uh, on your uh, working with vision. Whereas some people, they can't just can't visualize it. And, they, and so when I say you know, visualize a carrot, they go, there's nothing there, I just get black. Or I know what a carrot looks like, I just have a sense of knowing of it, or I can feel it, but I, I, I you know, I can't see. So, um, mm. so some people get images when the train stops and the door opens and they step out, and I say, look down at your feet, are you wearing shoes? Yeah, big black boots, or I look down at your hands, are you male or female? Uh, and they can actually see something, but some people just get a feeling. I feel, I, or I remember one in one workshop, oh, the woman said, oh, God, I feel like I'm a really big guy. And so sometimes it's, it's kind of strange, just as sometimes our dreams are strange, you know, that we can do things in our dream that we can't usually in our conscious life sometimes. And so in a way, so I always say, yeah, just go with it. Just go with it. Because when we connect with our, if you want to call it our unconscious mind or our, our actual soul level, that's when we connect to our 
our true self. That's who we really are. Your soul is eternal and divine. You are not your body. You are not your sparkling personality. But you are something much greater than that. It's so interesting that you talk about this because I take it for granted. When I close my eyes, you say a carrot, bam, it's right there. Uh, and even when I go to an event, let's say that's a networking event, a party, whatever it is, mm-hmm. I visualize what it's going to be like, the kind of people that are going to be there, mm-hmm. the relationships that might uh, be part of it, what people might be wearing so I can dress a certain way, you know, that that's appropriate. I see it in advance. I already, it's like, I've, I'm, I already went, already got it. Yeah. But I take it for granted that others may not be able to do that or they, they associate it with, a, like you said, a feeling or maybe a color or whatever it might be. Can you give any other examples of people you've worked with, Juna, that went through a past life regression and what they saw and how maybe it might have been maybe validated that uh, that must have taken place in their past? Uh, yeah, I can give you a few Um, So people come for different reasons, and some people are just curious and um, because it's good to know yourself. And um, I remember in one situation a gentleman um, saw himself um, in a lifetime. He was a Native American, and it was very spiritual, and his name was Little Panther, and he was very connected to nature and the universe. And when he when he came back out of trance and you know, shared in the you know shared in the circle at the end, he he rolled up his sleeve and he had a tattoo of a panther on his arm, and he was wearing a, a gold chain with a panther charm that his kids had given him because he said I've always been obsessed with panthers and I don't know why but now I do, and it was just a, like an aha moment. On the other hand, I had uh, one woman come um, because she just broke up with someone and she felt like she just couldn't let go. She just felt like um, she just couldn't move on. And so in the regression, really, she just got one flash, a one image, and it was she was um, there at a train station and her partner was dressed in a military uniform, and she just knew that she was, he was going off to war, and she never saw him again. And she burst into tears, and she cried for like a half hour. And afterwards, though, she just felt like so complete and relief, and she felt like she was carrying that baggage around uh, from that other lifetime, and now she could move on. Wow. I've I've heard stories too of somebody that didn't reveal this to the practitioner like yourself, but the regression went through, uh, and it was revealed that well, you know what, you were shot in the back. You know, it was in the 1700s, and and this gentleman, they said you you, you suffered a, a bullet to your back, mm-hmm. and he turned to the the person doing the past life regression, and he said, you know what. Uh, I've had back problems in that exact spot that you're pointing to for years, as far as I can remember, and never knew what it was. And this person had no idea that he was experiencing that. So for me, that's, there's, there's a validation there in that something took place that, uh, 
is is causing that that pain that he was experiencing. It's fascinating. Oh, oh yeah, I've pulled uh, I've pulled off uh, ropes around people's necks in their etheric body and their energy body, um, and uh, shackles off of people's ankles, um, uh, and. Uh, and so some people do have a physical reaction. I had a woman who uh, saw herself, I think it was in the French Revolution, and she was standing in line at the guillotine. And what she saw was that she had helped a certain political group get into power or something like that, mm. and they betrayed her. And what she saw, and it, and it wasn't, and she got a headache. She wasn't like she was experience like getting her head cut off or, you know, but she got a headache. And then um, what she saw was at the time of her death that there was all of this unresolved emotion, deep emotion, uh, this rage, this, you know, betrayal, this grief. And so after, you know, when she came out of trance and um, her headache disappeared, and then she called me a month later and she said, you know, I've had migraine headaches at least one a week. And since the regression, um, I haven't had one. So sometimes when we get in touch with a root cause, um, healing occurs. Wow. Uh, there's so much here. Uh, we're just about out of time. I want to ask you, why is it called karmic healing? Uh, because when we, uh, when we have unresolved issues, and especially uh, if when we have unresolved issues with a person, um, we carry that baggage with us onto other lives. Mm. And when we can actually see the bigger picture, and perhaps, you know, in a case of abuse or something, that it wasn't personal. It was just that person uh, acting out what was done to them. But when you can truly, like, see a bigger picture and forgive that person, the, the karmic chains are broken so that you don't have to repeat that ever again. So is it is it safe to assume that if somebody in this life did something not not right, not it was just you know wrong what they did, maybe they did something to their family, whatever it might be, mm-hmm. that this goes back to previous lives and it's it's generational or, or it just keep, it keeps getting passed on until you do something about it to heal from it. Um, and would it be reasonable to think that person, when they pass on and they move into another life, they're going to be carrying it with them and it's just going to keep on continuing, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years? Uh, yes. continue. And, well, and there's also ancestral karma, too, that I don't want to really go into that much. But that's uh, when, uh, because not only, you know, like when you go to the doctor, they go, do, do you have a history of, you know, cancer, heart disease in your family, and, Mm. you know, we carry those kinds of blueprints, but um, they've done studies on how, like, alcoholism is passed down, or sometimes child abuse is passed down from uh, ancestral 
uh, karma. Wow. Until somebody breaks the pattern. Un- unbelievable. There's a lot here, and in my journey, I've been learning about this, so it's all on point with everything you're saying. You, you just back it all up. And that's only a piece of what you do. Uh, you do card readings as well, uh, crystals. You work in crystals as well to help people heal. Yes, uh, I do something called crystal dreaming. It's a process from Australia, and there aren't that many uh, practitioners in America that do that. And in, so instead of like um, a long guided meditation, it's a, the client li- lies on a mat in a mandala of about 50-some crystals, which acts, the crystals act like a portal, like an open door, so that the person can easily access their inner sense and connect with their, their spirit guides, their spirit team, and, uh, you know, sometimes uh, past life um, healing happens, or sometimes they are uh, visited by deceased loved ones, or can heal childhood trauma, uh, so that's an, it's another way of doing, you know, looking at the basically the same process. Amazing! How do we connect with you, Juna? How do we how do we become part of your universe and and heal and move our lives forward? Uh, well, you can go to my website, and that's junaverse.com, and that's D J U N A V E R S E. You know, Juna. And universe, you know, the universe. Gotcha. Yep. Uh, dot com, or you can call my office at two one five six two seven six seven one zero, and I do private sessions, and I have a workshop. Um, I have some workshops uh, coming up, and uh, Lily Dale, uh, and these are on Zoom, but they're sponsored by other organizations or Mount Airy Learning Tree. So if you want to do a group on Zoom, that's available. Or I also do private sessions on Zoom. I can't do a crystal dreaming on Zoom, though. But, uh, you know, karmic healing, or uh, is, you can do that. Amazing. <laughs> I also can do astrology readings, because that also gives clues as to what, um, what challenges that you might be having from other lives and what you're, what's familiar, what you've repeated uh, lifetime after lifetime, and what are you here to learn. Amazing talking with you. And this has been on my radar for the, the last number of years, uh, but I've never spoke with somebody where the focus is on the past life regression and and the other things all support, you know, crystal, tarot, energy healing, all of that. Um, just learned a lot today and appreciate you being here, June. I really do. Oh, well, I thank you so much for having me and I appreciate your insights and your questions. Website again, Juniverse.com, D-J-U-N-A. No, D like uh, daffodil, J-U-N, like Nancy, A, V like Valentine, E-R-S-E dot com. And my name, Juna Wotan, D-J-U-N-A-W-O-J-T-O-N. And you can reach me by my name at me.com. Excellent. Thank you so much for being here today. Oh, thank you so much. Have a great day. You too. Broadcasting from the business capital of the world, this is the Podcast Business News Network.
Adopt US Kids presents multiple choice parenting. Your daughter just had her first breakup. Do you A, put yourself in her shoes? How could he do this to you? And for Sheila, she, she has split ends. B, console her. Oh, sweetie, this is going to happen a lot. Four, maybe five more times before you get married. C, take charge. Got to get this all straightened out. Keep a little talking to, man to man, mano a mano. Hey, Steve, it's now a good time? No? Okay, no problem. Bye. Or D, help her find a new boyfriend. I know a great place to meet boys. The internet. Nice, single boys. Never mind. How about some ice cream? As a parent, there are no perfect answers. But you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. For more information on how you can adopt, visit adoptuskids.org. A public service announcement from the US Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids and the Ad Council.